1: and listen as we have a calm conversation about the mundane. I don't think today's episode is going to be so mundane, but we're going to try our best to talk in very dulcet and calm tones so that you can just sort of drift off and have yourself a a lovely sleep or just a calm, calm feeling by the end of it. Thank you for listening. I'm Marco Timpano. Before I get to my most awesome guest, I wanted to mention that the Insomnia Project now has the ability for our listeners to listen ad-free. So you can subscribe for $3 a month, and that's $3 Canadian a month, to be to become a member of the ad-free listenership. Just So just go to our show notes, and you'll see a link that says become a member. You click on that, and it will take you to where you can listen to all our past episodes, all our future episodes without any of the ads. And of course, that'll help us continue to create the podcast. There's actually some uh, podcasting software I'm trying to get to just make the the sound quality even better for you listeners. And hopefully, that uh, that will help us do that. So thank you all. And for those of you who don't mind the ads and just want to listen to the podcast. I want to thank you too, because you guys and you ladies and you folks have really, you know, helped, helped us keep this on. And and I do appreciate hearing from our listeners. So thank you all. But uh, I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that we now have the ability for our listeners who so desire to have ad-free episodes. So just go to our show notes tomorrow when you're up and you feel like it, click on the button that says become a member and it will take you to the link where you can listen ad free. Having said that, someone who understands podcasting intimately, a dear friend of mine who it snowed like the dickens today here in Toronto and I'm curious to find out what the weather was like in Los Angeles, I want to welcome my guest, dear friend of the podcast, dear friend of mine, Nima Karazi, welcome to the welcome back to the Insomnia Project.
0: Thank you so much, Marco. I really really love being on your, your podcast and not to rub it in or anything, but it got all the way up to 81 degrees here today. Ugh. And it's currently sitting at a nice 75 and a
1: cool breeze. Wow. It's, it's warmer outside your house than it is inside mine. Right now <laughs> Cause I keep it at 70. Yeah. So just so you know, just so you know, y- y- You can walk out of your house knowing that it's warmer there (laughs) and and you could probably open your fridge and know that it's colder outside my home than it is inside your fridge right now. I I just want to know that. Um, Before we go any further, I just want to say that you have a tremendous podcast that not only is it a wonderful podcast, but it is an informative podcast. And I think it's so important for anyone, you know, who might be considering getting some surgery for weight loss. Can you tell us about your podcast?
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So the podcast is called My Gastric Sleeve. And I uh, was all the way up to 410 pounds at one point. And then I had this uh, gastric sleeve surgery where they remove like 80% of your stomach. And that's it. That's all they do. There's not there's no other tricks to it. I mean, you have to do a bunch of uh, health checks and doctor visits and therapy and all that stuff beforehand and really would behoove you to keep on keeping on with all that. So anyway, I, a year later, have lost over 150 pounds and I'm down at 245.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you very much. I feel great and I'm running almost every day and riding my bicycle and really enjoying my life more. I really, when people ask me how I feel, truly feel like I got my life back and When I was ready to do the surgery, there wasn't anything out there in the podcast realm about the process and the progress. Those were two things I was very curious about. The pain, the buyer's remorse, the dealing with food, the dealing with the post addiction, no hunger. Is there hunger? Is there stomach pain? Is there surgery pain? And it just kind of was always like a one-off episode. And, and I just thought I, I should do something for future people if they wanted to listen. And it's been really great. And we're doing monthly recaps now and, and I, I love it. It's, it's awesome.
1: So you did much like we did. You made the podcast that you needed that wasn't there for you. That is now helping others, right? That's
0: absolutely right. So yeah.
1: wonderful. Well, thank you for that because I'm sure Your podcast is really assisting people, and I recommend it to anyone who might be considering getting a gastric sleeve or know anyone who's considering it to listen because it will be very informative. And I want to also mention, if you just want to listen to a friendly voice and you just need someone to hear someone who's just a really decent person who has a friendly voice, it's great whether you need the surgery or you're considering the surgery or you've thought of the surgery, even above and beyond that, if you just want to listen to a cool podcast, my Gastric Sleeve is the one I would recommend.
0: That's very kind of you, yeah. Marco. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. I love your voice and your energy on this podcast. And and I also love you in this podcast is delicious. I think I, I know it bothers uh, Ali every time be, it's called T-Pid. But I, I think I think it's a really good, I think it's a really great podcast with two really good friends and a fantastic energy that you know, your listeners should also go in and look into that one as well. It's it's thank, it's worth the listen.
1: Thank you. I haven't actually mentioned on the show that we, we had to change the name because it used to be called Eat and Drink, and now it's called This Podcast is Delicious because we felt the name was really a barrier for listeners, so we've yeah. changed that. But today I want to talk about something that I had mentioned with you a while back. Yeah. So I'm grateful to have you on because... I'll admit it, I don't know very much about this and I'm so fortunate to have you in my life. We're going to talk about Persian New Year, which is yeah. which is just around the corner, right Nima?
0: It is. Yeah, it's Sunday, Sunday at 8:33 a.m. Pacific Time and I'll explain why that's important in a minute, but yeah, it's happening Sunday morning.
1: So, for my listeners, Nima is Persian. And for people like me who didn't know exactly what that meant before I had a friend who was Persian, can you tell us what that means to start with? Because the only time I knew what Persia was, was when I played risk or (laughs) when I was rug shopping and I'm not embarrassed to admit it, but that's the only time I just like, I know what an Etruscan is, but people might not know what an Etruscan is. And so, so so if you could just enlighten anyone who doesn't know, like myself, prior to knowing you.
0: Yeah. So I actually don't use the term Persian. My, my sister, uh, shout out to Sarah, Sarah said to me um, that she doesn't use the term Persian because you've never met a Turkish person that says that they're Ottoman. Right. And I just thought that was so brilliant. That I've used that ever since. I I always say that I'm Iranian, but Persian is a is also a word that you can use. Um, so it's a, a Persian, uh, excuse me, a Persian person is is a person that uh, is from Iran. Although the Persian Empire kind of encapsulated so much more that it gets confusing. That if you're Afghani from Afghanistan or or even parts of Uh, Pakistan or or, um, even west and north of Iran. So you have like Azerbaijan and Armenia and Georgia. Those lands were all kind of a part of the Persian Empire at some point. So you have Iranian people that have lived in those lands. And that's why we all look so similar is because we were all just one giant empire at one point that just kept getting conquered by This person and that person.
1: I see. I see. So thank you for that explanation. So now I generally know that when I'm speaking to someone from Iran, that they are also and can also consider themselves to be Persian. And there's a great likelihood that they will be celebrating what we're going to learn today, which is Persian New Year. So you had mentioned it a while back on one of our episodes. So, and I had said to you, can we do an episode when Persian New Year comes so that you can explain? And I have a joy in learning about celebrations from other cultures and communities. And so for me, it's it's going to be a delight, and I'm going to try to be very calm. But <laughs> I just want to know about the traditions and and what you love about this particular celebration.
0: Yeah, so that's awesome. Uh, and I love how open you are to learning about other people's cultures when you have so much richness and depth, like you do in your Italian heritage and culture, it's so rare to see somebody say, I, I'm keen on learning or interested in learning about other people and where they came from and what things they heard or what things they grew up with or what stories they were told and what jokes you know, that, that, all that stuff. And you're, you're always so inquisitive about that kind of stuff. So I really, I really appreciate that for sure.
1: I, I believe that the way to learn more about your culture is listening to the stories of other people. So the way do you can appreciate yours is knowing more about others and appreciating, appreciating what they have and the beauty of what they bring oh, allows yeah. you to really appreciate the beauty which you bring. And I will also say that. I have a huge love for the richness that is my Canadian culture as well. And oh yeah,
0: absolutely. My wife's
1: who's who's American. I love, I I, I have a a love and fascination for Americana and American, <laughs> and in particular, certain states really resonate with me. But all that aside, let's yeah. talk Persian New Year.
0: Let's talk Persian New Year. So, yeah. first thing you have to know about Persian New Year is that it's different than other New Years, like the Gregorian New Year. The 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 American or Canadian North American, for lack of a better term, new year in that the North American new year happens as earth rotates. So it happens, uh, not all at the same time, but it happens, uh, uh, sectionally. Right. So it's new years in Australia and then it's new years in Japan and then it's new. So it, It is as Earth is rotating into the new day, into midnight. So it's constantly changing. Midnight is shifting every time zone. Sure. The Iranian New Year or Persian New Year, Persian New Year is actually a better term for it because there's more than just Iranians that celebrate this New Year. People from Azerbaijan celebrate, Kurds celebrate, Iraqis celebrate. So Persian New Year happens... At the moment, it becomes spring. And spring is a thing that happens with regards to Earth's space in orbit, not rotation. I see. So because it is a place in the orbit around the sun, it has nothing to do with the rotation of Earth. It has to do with the position of Earth in the space. So it is the same time for everybody. So as it is 8.33 a.m. Pacific time, Marco, you are Eastern time, so it would be 11.33 a.m. So if you and I were on a phone call on a traditional American or Canadian or North American New Year, you would have New Year's, and then three hours later, I would have it. Right, right. But we both have Persian New Year at the exact same time.
1: Oh, there's something lovely, really lovely about
0: that. Yeah, I do love it. So I always make a point to get up no matter what time it is. And last year, I think it was something like five in the morning or four in the morning. And I woke up early. There's been times it was two, three in the morning. I stay up. Uh, This time it's 8.33. Next year, I think it's 11 something in the morning. And then, uh, yeah. So I really, really, love, and it's a Sunday this year, which is even better.
1: Uh, For me, there's something tingly. That I feel in my body when I know that people are celebrating at the same time all yeah. around the world, it reminds me. Um, so I don't know if you know the band, the Tragically Hip.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard of them.
1: So the Tragically Hip had one of their last concerts because the lead singer um, had a uh, was was very ill and, and and didn't have much time left, and so they had their sort of last concert, and it was broadcast live, and most of the nation watched the concert live across the nation and it was a very emotional thing but to know that you were watching this this great national band yeah. do their last concert in the nation's capital with your country your fellow country people all over the world but especially in the nation yeah. gave me a tingly sensation and when you talk about Persian New Year and everyone celebrating no matter where they are Persian New Year at yeah. the same time, it gives me that same sort of tingly, awesome feeling.
0: Yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's also, it has these really beautiful moments to it. There's there's some stuff leading up to it, and I, w- I definitely want to talk about that. But in the moment that it becomes New Year, so when you're, imagine you're counting down to midnight, but although we count down to the the moment it becomes, so 8.33, is, so we're counting down from 8.30 to 60, 59, 58 until we get to 8.33. So, so it's safe
1: to say there's math involved.
0: The, <laughs> right. There's Versions math. love math. They're great there's mathematicians. A, there's a farmer's almanac. Sure. There's Yeah, there's all kinds of accoutrement you need. Right. But when you're counting down to that moment, before it hits New Year, you should put something sweet in your mouth so you have a sweet New Year. And you should put gold in your hand. Now, you know, traditionally my parents, you know, their rings are gold or my mom's necklace or earrings are gold. So she would take that off and put that in her hand. And so you put gold in your hand and sweet in your mouth. And then you have a sweet new year and a wealthy new year and you're wearing new clothes. So it's coming into the new year with new clothes on. And so it's this really wonderful, like, entrance into the new year of of sweetness and wealth and prosperity and new beginnings and a new start.
1: I love these. I I, I really love these little insightful traditions. So let me ask you this, the new clothes that you wear, are you allowed to purchase them yourself or do they have to be purchased for you? Because I know Italians, some Italians on New Year's, they wear red underwear but it's supposed to be purchased by someone else not yourself so i'm just curious oh. if that's the case with persian new year
0: no no you can buy it yourself okay. yeah but i didn't know the red underwear thing i love i love finding out little facts uh-huh. little factoids like that that's really fun
1: so okay so you've got your new clothes you've got sweet on your on your tongue and you've got yeah. gold in your hand what else
0: so then it becomes new year and everyone gets real happy and you hug and kiss everybody you're around everybody and the the older family members give the younger family members gifts of money there's no presents it's a, kind of like Chinese New Year so it's all it's all just envelopes of of money that they give you and so like traditionally it's almost a generational thing so like I don't give gifts to my cousin or my sister even though they're younger than me because we're the same generation. I see. But if they had children, I would give their children money. My dad and mom and my uncles give me money. My grandfather gives me money. And, you know, this is like my uncles. And, you know, on both sides, mom and dad, they they all give us all money. And it's this really beautiful thing. We, and we're not uh, traditionally supposed to give them any money for right. New Year's. They're supposed to just give to the younger people. And, and that's also a very lovely thing. My grandfather does this. This is actually, we actually spoke about last time where he has the, his Quran, he has a very bit, Quran is the, is the Muslim Bible for lack of a better term. It's the holy your, book. Your holy Muslims. book, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so he, whenever somebody's at his house and we're all going to his house on Sunday, so I'm excited about this. But he opens up the book to a page with an envelope in it and then you kiss the book and you put your forehead on the book and then you take the money from the book and the last time we talked about this you asked me uh is there a significance to the passage and i was so embarrassed i said marco i can't believe this i've never asked my grandfather right. and you do you remember what you said to me
1: no i don't no i'm curious it i hope i the, didn't say anything terrible it was
0: the best sometimes people say things almost in passing and it stays with me forever until I die I think about this okay and you said to me it's okay Nima don't feel bad this is an opportunity for you to ask him next year and I was like oh my god this is such a great way of looking at life of like I can't believe I didn't do this it's okay I used to work at a company and when we had a bad quarter in sales We had one guy in the company every time we'd have this company meeting and the manager would go up and say, this quarter sales were terrible. And then and then he'd raise his hand and they'd say, Nick, what do you have to say about it? And he'd say, it'll be real easy to comp against this quarter next year. Right. And we're like, oh, that's a great way of I mean, it's not his company. What is he? But anyway, the point is, you were like, what a great opportunity. So then I asked my grandfather. And he almost looked a little embarrassed, like, no, I never put any thought into it. I just grabbed the book, open every 10, 15 pages and threw an envelope in there. Right. So it's funny because I'm also illiterate when it comes to Farsi. So I can't. And also the Quran he has is probably written in Arabic. My Quran is written in Arabic. I'm sure he has a Persian version somewhere, but I'm sure the one he uses is in Arabic. So none of us read Arabic, like read and understand it. Right. So, but even if I did, and was able to read the Persian version of it, I'm illiterate anyway. So, I I can't read and understand. Someone could read it to me, and I could tell them what it means. So, anyway, it would be a whole, whole rigmarole to get that uh, situated. But regardless, it's not, it's not any any reason. Okay. It's just
1: happenstance. It's random. Okay, so. I just need to clarify this for myself and forgive me if it's apparent and I'm just figuring this out. You mentioned the Quran in Arabic. You yeah. mentioned it in Farsi. Yeah, and then you said there's a Persian version. Is the Persian version different from the Farsi version? I, no, I'm no, no. I'm
0: no. You're right. I, okay. No, what I meant was that he had. I think recently he and recently I mean the last like ten years. My grandfather's right. ninety four. So in the last 10 years, he just got himself an Iran, a, a Farsi, which is the language of Iran, Farsi written or translated Quran. And he okay. started reading it again. Because, you know, of course, as a child in Iran, you're taught Arabic because right. it's the language of the Prophet and whatnot. And so you have to kind of learn this Language to that extent, the, kind of the way we do foreign languages here in America, sure. in North America, I'm sure. Canada, I think you have to take French for however many years. Yes. So or or
1: if you're a French-speaking Canadian, you you would learn English for a certain amount of years in school.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so here you have a foreign language for like two to three years in high school, and that's about it. So uh, they teach them Arabic there. So so, in Arabic and Farsi are the same script. So it's like reading Italian or English. It's they're both written in Latin, but you don't understand Italian if you didn't take Italian, right? right? So I can read Italian, but I don't know what it
1: says. I see, I see.
0: So my parents can read Arabic because it's in the same script and font as Farsi is, right? But they don't speak Arabic, right? And I. speak farsi but i can't read or write in farsi i mean outside of like my dad gave me water or my brother gave me bread which is like the first two sentences you learn
1: that's great that's thank you for clarifying that yeah so when you say the persian quran it's farsi yes and persian is interchangeable in this instant yes yes that's right thank you yeah Okay. Thank you for bringing that back from a previous episode where it was mentioned for yeah. anyone who was wondering what the outcome of that was. All right. So we've celebrated. The The older generation has has now passed on the envelopes of money to the younger generation.
0: Yeah.
1: Tell me more.
0: So now we go back. Now we go back in time. Back in time to the last... Tuesday night before the New Year. Now, this gets a little complicated because, now, see, again, this math problem, right? Right. So, New Year's is on a Sunday. Okay. So, this episode is coming out on Wednesday. Right. So, for the listeners, last night, Tuesday night, before the Sunday that's coming in five days, is the night that you're supposed to jump over fire and eavesdrop, and I'll explain that in a second, but it is the Tuesday evening before the new year. Now, God save you if the new year is on a, a Wednesday morning. It, it's I'm not even going to get into it. I'm okay. not even going to get into okay. it, Marco, because it's too convoluted. Okay, thank you. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's the Tuesday night before. So Tuesday night, you... You do a few. There's a few things you have to do. You have to clean your house. You have to buy new clothes. You have to set your half scene, your 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 table of, of offerings. You have to, um, you have to eavesdrop. You have to jump over fire. These are like the main things, and all of these have tradition in Zoroastrianism. And okay. Zoroastrianism is the first, arguably. I have to always say, arguably. Because Judaism is also very close in timeline with Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism is arguably one of the, is is the, or one of the first monotheistic religions. Okay. And in the same way, I won't even mention this. So then Zoroastrianism is the basis of a lot of traditions in Iran. I see. And so Zoroastrians uh, would worship fire and nature. Okay. So in that vein, we have a lot of fire and nature worshipping extras that we do for Persian New Year.
1: Kind of like the bonus content of podcasting applied to the Persian New Year. This is some bonus content, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I'm sure my listeners, including myself, need to know, and I don't know what I want to know more, the eavesdropping aspect or the jumping over fire aspect of this tradition. So please, please
0: tell us. Okay, so the jumping over fire is relatively easy to explain. Uh, Jumping over fire, you, and when I say jumping over fire, when we were kids, we would have a bonfire on the beach and it was high. And you would would jump over it? you would run as fast as you can and you would jump over these like five foot flames that were like licking you. I'm telling you, Marco, if you watch the news on Wednesday morning. So when this podcast launches, if you go to your news and look up like uh fire, Persian fire celebration or Persian jumping fire, something, I promise you it'll be on some news outlet somewhere that has okay. this information. Okay. So when we were young, we did that. Now that I'm older and I can't really go and start a giant house fire or start a giant bonfire. Sure, sure. Right. Like I used to. Uh, now what, what what, Miracle, my lovely wife and I do, is we just light a tea candle. Okay. And then we just step over it. I and see. what you do is you, you say to the tea candle, give me your redness and take my yellowness. Red okay. is a symbol of health I see. and well being. Yellow is a symbol or symbolic color for illness and unwellness.
1: Unhealthiness. So take, take my yellow and give me red.
0: Yeah. Take okay. my sickness away and give me health. So you say that, and you could just say it in English, right? Give sure. me your redness, take my yellowness. And then you step over the fire.
1: Turn Would around. You mind- yeah. Would you mind telling us how you would say it in Farsi?
0: Yeah, so in Farsi you say, you actually say your redness to me, my yellowness to you. So you say, Zor- uh, So surkh actually doesn't even mean red. So means uh, burnt. Okay. Roasted. So okay. your roastedness to me, my yellowness to you. Okay, thank so you for that. To man, zardia man to.
1: Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that.
0: <laughs> of course. So you say that, you turn around, you say it again, you walk, you turn around, you say it three times. So you so you're, walk over. You're,
1: ju- you're saying it three times, but you're jumping over the fire once.
0: Oh no, good job. You're very good at this, Marco. This is my favorite part of your podcast, by the way, is that you're so good at asking questions I'm going to give you a tooth, toothpaste example in a minute, but I'm going to explain this first. So you say it once and then you walk over the fire, turn around, you say it a second time, you walk over the fire a second time, turn back around, you say it a third time, you walk over the fire a third time, and then you're done.
1: So when you were kids, yeah, you'd be jumping over this bonfire three times. So if it didn't get you on the first time, you weren't, you weren't, (laughs) you weren't like like wiping your brow and saying, wow, okay. It it took my, it took my, (laughs) it took my yellow and and it's giving me red. It's like, oh no, I'm not done yet. It took a bit of my yellow, but there's more red to be, to be gained here. So you had to do it three times. Wow.
0: Yeah. There's always, there's always somebody who gets throws, who falls in the fire. They, they take the wrong step or they miscalculate something. And yeah, it's usually we are always on standby for sure. Okay. So this is this is the fire jumping, right? So this is like the main thing that you do, and this is for health and well being, and we could all use that now anyway, right? So this
1: happens on the Tuesday.
0: This is Tuesday night. Okay. So there's that. The other thing you do is also usually on Tuesday night, and it's eavesdropping. Now this is a little bit more convoluted, so. Bear with me on this. Sure. There is a tradition, uh, religiously, where if you want an answer to a question, should I go to college and get this degree? Should I marry this girl in particular? Should I take that job and go overseas? You go to a religious leader and you pay them some fee and they pray on your question. They don't know what your question is. They pray on your question and they open up their holy book. And they blindly point to a page and a passage and they read that passage. And then they interpret that passage as positive or negative. So if it's, you know, so-and-so went to the market and sold his cow and made a lot of money and then went home, that's a positive thing. If so-and-so went to the market to sell his cow and got beat up and the cow ran away, that's a negative passage. Sure, sure. From that, they say it's a yes or it's a no. And they never get to know your question. You just go home knowing oh I see the answer so you, to your question. Is, you think
1: the question in your head you give you give the religious leader a donation of some yes, sort yes and then they will tell you a yay or nay type yep. scenario and then you apply it to the question that you you have have been reflecting on, shall we say yes
0: right okay. So because this is so traditional and old school, there were no religious leaders in that capacity that were asking for alms, let's say sure. So instead, what you have is this tradition of eavesdropping. So you go out to a cafe or a restaurant or something and you sit and you ask this question of the universe and you say, should I marry this person? Should I take that job? Should I quit this job? Should I buy that car? And then you just listen intently to the conversation that is being had next to you at the table next to you or person walking by and you try to interpret that piece of that conversation and oh i i saw that guy and i thought he was really not good looking okay that's a no right. i oh i saw that guy he's so hot and i want to have his babies that's a yes sure and you know you just hope that it's not like i saw the batman movie and eh,
1: I, I could take it or leave it and you're like give me
0: more give me something right. more
1: so you <laughs> eavesdrop up until you get the yay or the nay. Is yes. that fair? And then you have yeah. to stop because <laughs> it would be hard for me to gauge when to stop eavesdropping because you're going to be getting lots of yays and nays. So it's kind of like okay, I'm going to pe- I'd look at you and I'd be like, I'm going to perk my ear now and listen, That's and right. then as soon as I hear the eavesdropped answer to my my reflective questions, then I stop.
0: Yes. Okay. Right.
1: Wow. This is fascinating. This is pretty. It's pretty cool. I like that there's this element of danger with fire, (laughs) this element of, you know, kind of like, like you kind of have to be a little cloak and dagger with the eavesdropping. Yeah, 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 for Um, sure. You know, it's, 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 it's really, and, and it all has to happen, happens to happen, has to happen on the Tuesday. Tuesday night. So these two
0: things are date specific. These two things have to happen Tuesday night before
1: the new year. But All the if,
0: rest of the stuff I'm going to share with you is just whenever before the new year.
1: What if New Year's falls on the Tuesday? So
0: that's when the so if it falls on a Tuesday, the Tuesday night before is a week before. Oh, is a week before? Okay, got
1: it. Got but it. But if it okay. falls
0: on a Wednesday in America, let's say it falls at three in the morning on a Wednesday. Yes. In Iran, three in the morning is two p.m. Okay. So then, if it falls at three p.m. on a on a Wednesday in U.S., it's two a.m. the next day. So then, is it Tuesday the night before? So then, that Tuesday night, or is it Tuesday the week before? So then, it gets very complicated. I know.
1: I can't. I can't. Listeners, I, I lost if, l- myself. Listen, I, I if you <laughs> if you weren't able to follow that, neither was I. So we neither go was
0: forward. I, and I was saying it. Okay. So, so I so I think we're in good company. We
1: just go forward. It's like one of those eternal questions. Yeah, that's if, a, <laughs> if if a tree falls in the wood and no one's in the woods and no one's there to hear the sound, does it really make a sound? Kind of thing. Yeah. So so that's that that's how where I'm going to put that question yeah, that I yeah. asked in that in that sort of quadrant of my brain.
0: I know I know for sure it'll it'll happen sometime soon, and then I can I can it just like the grandfather question with the with the Quran. I I will have an answer for you at some point. I love it. By the way, if you're hearing that, it's the train that is going by.
1: Oh, no, I don't hear it.
0: Oh, okay, great. Uh, another tradition is uh, called, it's basically uh, spring cleaning. Okay. I think okay. a lot of um, uh, North Americans use spring cleaning. And we call it house shaking.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: So it's, it's hune, which is house, and tekuni, so it's shaking the house. And so you're supposed to clean now there's arguments that you're supposed to clean at least one room in your house before the new year, but you can, you should clean all the house, all the rooms in your house. And it's everything from getting rid of old clothes, uh, putting new batteries in all the devices, I see. uh, putting out, uh, like you're supposed to get rid of your old, uh, water pots. Now, I know we don't have water pots here in America, but in, you know, the Middle East, of course, and I'm sure parts of Italy have these clay earthen jugs that they collect water in and they use the water for all kinds of things to water plants and wash the sidewalk and all that. Of course. And obviously, over time, these things get moldy and gross and they need to be replaced. So a former tradition was, uh, uh, I think they call it kouze, which is interesting, but they call it kuzeshkani, so they would break the kuzeh or the the jug. Oh, I and see. So okay. What the what they would do is that your neighbors would walk by and they would put a few coins in your water jugs because everyone kept their water jugs outside, and so they would put a few coins in your water jug so that when you broke your water jug, the coins would spill out, and then you had money to go buy new jugs. Oh,
1: that's lovely. I
0: love that. Yeah. So that's a really fun, fun thing as well that people got to do. It's the, um, and I, I, I want to uh, clarify the reason why I think the word kuse is so odd is because kuse with a Z is jug, kuse with an S is shark.
1: Oh, cool.
0: And you don't think about that when you know the words. Like, right. you and I never confuse chicken and kitchen right but my parents do because they're too close those words are too familiar to them that it's or too unfamiliar rather that they're all constantly oh i was in the chicken the other day i made this big kitchen salad what
1: right
0: (laughs) so anywho that's a so that's a really fun tradition too of of breaking the kuzet and the the and uh one of my favorite traditions of new year's is what we call the haft seen now haft means seven and seen is the letter s now i'm going to tell you what these are and you're going to say but Nima, these don't start with the letter s they start with the persian letter s okay so it is uh which is apple And sir, which is garlic. Okay. And serke, which is vinegar. And senjid, which is oleaster. And samanu, which is wheat germ. And sabze, which is uh, basically sprouts. And uh, I know I'm forgetting one. Uh... Oh, somak, of course, which is sumac. Okay. So these are the seven S's. And we put these out on the mantle. And there's extra things you put. You put an egg and you put a mirror and you put uh, hyacinth flowers or tulips. And you put a goldfish sometimes. And so anyway, these all symbolize different things. So, lentils, for example, symbolize growth and rebirth. And apples symbolize beauty and health. And the aster symbolizes love. And wheat germ pudding is affluence, because I guess it was a very expensive thing to have. Sure. Like myrrh. Sumac is the color of the sunrise, which is the new beginnings. Uh, garlic symbolizes health as it is a you know main ingredient for most medicines back then and vinegar symbolizes age and patience which is lovely so we have these seven things that are set up on our mantle and you I always every year have to go buy oleaster because I don't ever have any. I was going to say,
1: where do you get the oleaster from? Like that's that's the it's kind the of the Persian like a... market. Okay, okay. So <laughs> they have
0: like, small I... packages because they know people just buy like four to put in a cup and put on their mantle. I was like,
1: where where would I go right now if I needed to get oleaster? And I was like, I'd probably go to the drugstore and see if there was some. Um, facial creams that have it as an ingredient to help you know make your skin bright and I would I would put that on the I not to I hope I'm not offending any Persians by saying no, that but I was not. like where 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 would I seek out or source my oleaster <laughs> that's a good thing to know like you know yeah of
0: course yeah wheat germ pudding we have to buy every year because I don't ever use it for anything uh, sumac, of course, we use garlic. Of course, we use vinegar. Yes. Apples. Yes. Lentils. We have. Sure. And so we have to grow the lentils. So you have to soak them for two days and then you put them in a uh, a dish. Also, oh, um,
1: you have to got to prep that, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to do that like the week before. And the I hyacinth, see. too. It's funny when you go to the Persian market, there's all these these Iranian ladies and they're talking to each other about how to buy, what to buy. And so they're sitting there going, should I buy, do you think I can buy this hyacinth? And the other lady will tell them, oh, no, no, dear, you can't buy that one because... The stock is already too large, and the it's about to bloom. Of in course, two it'll days. bloom
1: too soon. I totally get it. I would be, I would be with those Persian <laughs> women saying, "No, look at, look at the length of this. You know, and this is a purple hyacinth. We're gonna want a yeah. white one because the purple. You know, the if it blooms, it's gonna, it's not gonna stay as long as the white. I totally get that. That I'm yeah. all on board. I'm all on board <laughs> for that.
0: So, Marco, it's gonna break your heart a little bit, but I did not, I did not take heed to those persian ladies and i, I and she was saying to her friend you have to get the one that has the smallest bulbs because that will take about a week for it to right. pop and then you can you'll have it in the right amount of time sure. and i thought my luck it's not going to work at all right. so i'll just get the one and it's it, i brought it home on saturday it is now tuesday Right. Although this is p- posting on Wednesday. Right. But it bloomed uh yesterday morning. It it bloomed on Monday.
1: So what it does bloomed that mean, yesterday's. my friend? What, what So yeah.
0: it's already the one of them the white one has already partially bloomed. Okay. So I only am going to have and and Noruz is on Persian New Year is on Sunday. So I I'm only going to have I think it it only blooms for like two or three days. The hyacinth it doesn't right. stay bloomed no. very long. So thankfully, I have three bulbs in the right one. I bought two of them. I bought a purple one and a white right. one. So the purple one hasn't bloomed yet, but it is just rearing to go. I can right. see it in its eyes; it's ready.
1: So put it, I it in think... the fridge. Put it in the <laughs> fridge for a little bit. Oh, you think that'll that might? Yeah, help? it'll cool it down, and it'll be like, oh, maybe I don't bloom. J- oh, listen, <laughs> I don't want to give you false information, and then you don't have a hyacinth for the time that you need it. Because I that's why agreed- I bought two. That's okay, why I bought two. Hedging your bets, I respect yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I bought one that was a little more tightly bonded, and then the other one that was like ready to pop. And I was like, this will be fine. So I might just have to get down to one. So I might just I might after we're done recording, run downstairs and throw the purple one in the fridge and just. Now,
1: can I put it in the freezer or is that too short? No, sharp? no, you'll kill it if you put it in the freezer. But if you don't. keep it, even if you have a dark, cool room, so it's not getting the light that will yeah, allow yeah. it to bloom for a day, like just keep it in the dark, it might calm yeah. it down. Because it'll be like, oh, it's dark. I got to just chill for a bit and then put it in the light and give it the water that it needs. I don't know. People are listening right now saying, Marco doesn't know what he's talking about. Nima, yeah, don't, don't do that. To it. Just, yeah, just don't you Put a to
0: hyacinth it. in the dark. I just saw a video the other day of bees not flying when it's dark. Like they, they put bees in this, in this uh, plastic case. Right. And they had the lights on and the bees were kind of buzzing about. As soon as they shut the lights off, the bees just all stopped flying and landed immediately. Right. Bees are like, smart, oh. man. I had no idea. That makes so yeah. much sense. Maybe their eyes don't see so well. So anyway, so that's the, that's the half scene. And then the cleaning of the house and the, the, the eavesdropping and the counting down to the new year and sure. i I'll, I'll be honest i think it's there's only one other thing that we do that's really uh, important and there's something else involved in this too which okay. is very interesting so on the 13th day of the new year so new year's is on sunday the 13th day would be the uh, f- the, n- the Saturday, n-
1: the,
0: well, if you consider the 13th full day would be, okay. yeah, would be the Saturday following. So the 20th is Sunday, which makes Saturday the 27th and the following Saturday. And then if my nursery rhyme is 30 days has September, April, June, and November. So March has 31 days. So then it would be four. So it would be April 3rd. Okay. I think. All that to say this. So Saturday, April 3rd is the 13th day of the new year. And the 13th day of the new year, we all go out and go to the park. You're supposed to get out of the house. Okay. It's a bad day to stay in the house because it's when all the evil spirits come into your house.
1: I see. Okay.
0: So you have to get out of the house so the evil spirits will see nobody's home and think this house is is unhauntable. Uh, uh, unhauntable unhauntable. It just it doesn't make any sense to be in this house and they will leave the house alone and then you can have your house back. So then you go to the park and the sabze, the green, the sprouts that you grew with the lentils that you've grown for these two weeks, this greenness that has absorbed all the negative energy of your home. So if you're going to get into a fight, you got to get into a fight the first two weeks of New Year. I see. Because it's just absorbing this negative energy. So then on the 13th day of the new year, you go to the park with your family and you eat and you, you dance and you have fun, you frolic. And then you find an open body of water that preferably leads to an ocean. Okay, And, of course, we're spoiled out here on the West Coast. As you mentioned, sure. I'm, I'm in L.A., so we just go to the beach. Right. But, you know, you're in Toronto. There's the ocean all over the place for you. So no, you not go, really.
1: It's a great lake, but it's uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll deal with that.
0: Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, so it goes into an open body of water, and you take your green, and you release it into the water, and it goes out into the ocean, and it is freed, and you free yourself of the negative energy. Okay and you you go and do that so then it's so that is like a very very important tradition of having the greens in your house collect all this negative energy and then release the negative energy out into the ocean cool yeah and then the animals eat it and they're okay so it's
1: wow that's a so that's <laughs> persian new year yes in a 48 ep, 48 minute episode <laughs> of this podcast <laughs> Nima, thank you so much for sharing all this with us. I really do appreciate it, and I'm 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 better for it for hearing all this. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Marco. This is this is a really fun thing that we get to do, and I I can't wait to give you an update on the 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 information with regards to if New Year's ever falls on a Wednesday at two a.m. I will Fantastic. keep you posted.
1: Now you had mentioned before we go. You had mentioned yeah. toothpaste. You said I'll get back to the toothpaste. So I just want to bring it back because there's going to be listeners who are like waiting to hear your thing about the toothpaste. Oh no! You had said that I do something or I had done something, and it reminds you of toothpaste. When I call something back or when I do something, you're like, I'm going to talk about toothpaste. Oh yeah, I. It's okay if you don't boy have it because you know wish. what. We're going to do it. You'll remember it, and we'll do it in another episode. Now, we celebrated the new year in this episode, yes. and new beginnings, of course, in the new year. And if you yes. could just briefly tell us, you have a hummingbird in your backyard, and what's going on with that?
0: So the, the, the Spark Notes version of the hummingbird story is there was this little hummingbird. It built a little tiny cup nest in the magnolia tree in front of our balcony and so this sounds we got so beautiful this, a hummingbird oh, it was
1: hummingbird nest in a mango magnolia tree
0: yeah and it was perfect because it was like winter time so there were no flowers or anything it had this perfect leaf cover and anyhow so the two eggs as you well know marco thanks to wingspan hummingbirds lay two yes. eggs and so two eggs they both hatch thank goodness we named the the birds rain and bow so beautiful. rainbow and uh and so then rain and bow grew up and they were living there and and then eventually rain left the nest first and sat on the tree on the branch and Bo was still in the nest and I was watching them every day I was watching them taking pictures everything and then one day I wake up and I go outside and rain is gone and their mother is also gone And has abandoned Bo. This happens all the time with hummingbirds. Is When one bird leaves the nest, the other bird stays and is abandoned for motivation to To then leave the nest nest as well. And as I'm watching Bo in the nest by himself, and I think to myself, oh, this poor bird, this poor abandoned bird. I don't even want to get my phone out and take a picture of this sole bird. But I should just for the sake of it all. And I go to take the photo and Bo flies off and I don't get the photo of Bo. But I got to see Bo leave the nest. That's
1: wonderful. That's wonderful. So
0: now we have an empty nest. We're empty nesters.
1: That's lovely. That's (laughs) lovely. What a lovely little story. Thank you for that. Maybe Bo was just tired of the paparazzi and was just like, you know, it's LA. It's like, you know, (laughs) I get it. It happens a lot there. But Bo was like... I'm done. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that story as well. Nima, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Insomnia Project. And we'll have you back, of course. Until then, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day or evening. And for everyone else, I hope you were able to listen and sleep.